Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Huber v. State, 533-SW2D-762, Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, 1975. Friends, let's do something about the state of affairs in regard to obscenity. Today we're going to do something. We're going to profile this case. So what happened? The opinion says, quote, Appeal is taken from a conviction for possession of a scene material with intent to distribute. The information alleged that the offense occurred on May 28, 1973. Appellant was tried under the old penal code article 527 in April 1974 and punishment was assessed by the jury at a fine of $1,690, end quote. No, 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 no. I don't like that. When I plug $1,690 in the Bureau of Labor Statistics CPI inflation calculator, that gives us approximately $9,974.50 in today's dollar. So think about that. An almost $10,000 fine for obscenity. That does not sound good to me. If it sounds good to you, you have problems. This decision centered on the validity of the search warrant. In the first opinion, they ruled that the search warrant was valid. Was valid. However, they had a rehearing also mention this decision and it went a little differently. A search warrant affidavit said among other things, quote, subject gave San Antonio address and was very nervous. He was brought to the police station, booked on the traffic charge. He had a notebook in his pocket and tore some pages out and tried to eat them. The pages in the notebook discussed bookstores, movie theaters, and arcades and had some phone numbers. End quote. They described him as, quote, a white male in his 60s wearing a yellow shirt and yellow pants with gray receding hair. End quote. Usually they don't tell the name. They don't tell the age of the individual. I have not seen them do that before. And we like to discuss whether they're in First Amendment heaven already. So given that he was in his 60s in 1975, he's almost surely dead by now, 40 years later plus. So he would be 110, although some people do live to be 110 or 120. It's very rare. It's very rare that people even live to be 100. So let's assume, unless he committed some heinous offense, he's already in First Amendment heaven. So what do they say about this? They say, quote, At the outset, we are confronted with what appears to be a pretext arrest. A search incident to a pretext arrest is invalid. End quote. I like that. I like that reasoning. I didn't even know that before. So this is good information. They also say, quote, 
The only evidence in the record that appellant's brake lights were defective were the hearsay statements of Detective Wagner that appellant was stopped for that reason and booked on that charge. Wagner's subsequent affidavit in support of the search warrant also made this allegation. However, the city attorney later dismissed charges on the traffic offense and a mechanic testified that the brake lights were not defective when he had examined them the next day. The arresting officer, Detective Holt, did not testify, but he must have been aware of Wagner's attempt to locate radio bulletin prior to appellant's arrest. End quote. A similar thing happened to my mom, although she never got into a situation like the appellant here. The cops got mad because of another situation, so they said that her brake lights weren't working, and we went to an auto shop, and guess what? They said the brake lights were fine. So I can testify that this type of thing happens. They also say, quote, The conclusion is inescapable that the appellant was arrested for the sole purpose of obtaining evidence to corroborate Wagner's anonymous informant. An arrest may not be used as a pretext to search for evidence. Since the facts necessary to support the warrant were discovered as a result of her pretext arrest, the warrant should not have been issued and the obscene film supporting the appellant's conviction could not have been used. It follows that appellant's conviction cannot stand. The motion for rehearing is granted, the affirmance is set aside, and the judgment is reversed and the cause remanded. End quote. How do you like that, my friends? That's music to my ears. That's the type of thing we want to see. The cops aired, so the good guys get some progress towards our goal. Hooray, hooray. So take this to heart and learn the lesson here. Realize what you can do to advance First Amendment when you advance obscenity. We got to emulate Finus Hooper unless Finus Hooper committed some heinous offense which would disqualify him for First Amendment heaven. Otherwise, he's surely already there given his age and the date as we discussed earlier. So let's strive to be like that and end up in First Amendment heaven. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.